If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mark and Sarah talk. Mark and Sarah talk. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. Dressed in white tie and tails, standing on the lip of the orchestra pit of your heart. It's me, Sarah Debunting. Welcome to Mastass, episode 224. I am here, as always, with the span flandiferous Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. Hello, hello, hello. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. It's been a long time since I talked to you there, Sarah, but I want you to know that you're still my favorite bird. Oh, boy. Well, at least it's not the Jerry Lewis that uh, we we started this uh, we started this moment with. Hello. Who's he? I don't Ru- know him. Fuck him. Ruxy, um, how about you levitate yourself into an active volcano and let Mark talk about what we're talking about today? Yeah. <laughs> You just told that sweet little bear to burn his ass up. (laughs) I did, and I'd do it again. Anyway, yes, enough preamble. Uh, Sarah, as you might recall, last week brought us Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock's It Takes Two. And that got me thinking about songs that just make me happy, quite frankly. And a song that has made me happy since it came out just over a year ago, and that is, as we record this currently in the top 10 in the United States of America, is Dua Lipa's Levitating. Now, this comes from her album Future Nostalgia, which has been quite the commercial and critical success. Uh, It features great songs like Don't Start Now, Break My Heart, uh, and to me, Levitating is first among equals on that excellent album. This is a song whose dopeness knows no bounds, but before we go any further, I would like to hear a little clip. I believe the truth for me, I feel it in our energy, I see us written in the stars. We can go wherever, so let's do it now and never, baby, nothing's ever, ever too far. Glitter in the sky, glitter in our eyes, shining just the way we are. Oh my god, I love okay. This song. I love it. <laughs> Yay, I'm glad. 
I mean, I knew this song. I didn't know what it was called, but I I knew this song. Um, this is so. Remember how we were talking last time about songs that are eggs, and then yes. you crack it open, and it's like this this can feed you in so many different ways. This is like every sort of wonderful. There's a lot of disco songs that sort of there's a darkness in them, which we've we've talked about a lot. Um, like the sort of darkness of um, the specter of AIDS and um, how uh, just terrifying it could be in a lot of ways to be a an LGBTQ person of color at that time and how little has changed in some ways. Anyway, that sort of darkness that is in disco, this is like all the sunny... Um, Let's dance until we're dehydrated, drink a bunch of champagne and fuck vibes of the turn of the 70s and the 80s, like Earth, Wind and Fire, like old Commodores that it's like, hey, this is supposed to be fun. Pop music is supposed to be happy. I mean, it doesn't have to be. And of course, it it's not like this podcast is not here for some... <laughs> phantoms at the end of the pier <laughs> in the fog but every now and then you just want to like convertible down um i'm feeling cute i the world is looking cute let's clap our hands and bug out song and this is that and it is built it is built so expertly but it feels so natural and free and i just love it and i could listen to it all day oh i am so glad you feel that way i agree too and i just want to point out that even in that clip we weren't able to hear all of the hooks in this song because like yeah. we just barely hear the beginning of the you could fly away with me tonight that's like its own hook there's and then there's the part the spoken word part where she's like dancing like a rocket blast by asov i mean it's just like amazing <laughs> and there's like this um you know there's this line from ee e. cummings that's like um it's fully half of a poem where he's like there's a great universe next door let's go yes and that immediately like the opener of this song bright brought me right there but then there's just this like sunny sing-along hand clap thing happening at the same time that it's like uh, she makes it look real simple to get the fucking Norton anthology in there. And then you're just like, I also would like to be wearing um, platforms and bell bottoms with a 14 inch rise and um, hustling on the dance floor. But I'm thinking about E. Cummings, who did not have a shift key. That is fucking hard to do. Yes. And we talked again. I mean, just to bring up something again from the Rob Bass episode, how it is so hard to make it sound this effortless yeah and this really does have that like there's something about this song that i find so bewitching where it's very very propulsive and incredibly energetic but it's so laid back and calm at the same time mm -hmm. and it's like it, it's like the song is definitely sweating but it isn't breaking a sweat if you know what i mean yeah it's not flop sweat yeah it's like it's just getting sweaty because this is work but it's work done so well like it looks it, it starts off seeming sort of really straightforward and simple and like it's a single thing but then it, it contains all of these multitudes going in like there's futuristic aspects there's vintage aspects of it um 
like it contains a lot of simple things that the way they're sort of like um, assembled and then fanned out for our enjoyment is very complex. And I think that like I just sort of spent some time with the rest of the album while I was preparing this episode. And this is something that Dua Lipa is very good at. And that way that the listener is enjoying it sort of on like a elemental visceral level, but then also is making notes to herself to go back and think about some things and reference that Mm. she's hearing. Um, I'm thinking specifically of boys will be boys, which is kind of Dua Lipa just taking gently the mic from Kesha handing Kesha a tissue and being like, I have a few other fucking notes, gentlemen, have some seats. But then it it is a lovely song to listen to, but you also feel really heard while you're hearing it. Yes. And that is, I mean, it's, it's hard to do to sort of combine all of these elements into a single track that then unfolds into multiple tracks in the mind but is not homework like we're we're not talking about like prog rock where you're like oh my god like do i have to is there a pitch chart like this is annoying in my opinion no offense don't at me with your thesis on rush actually go ahead it's fine i'll try to read it but this is um this is something that i would have no idea how to even start doing and to get to listen to it and kind of unpack it, like it's a sort of mystery, like mystery gift. I don't know. It's it's rad. It is really rad. Well, and if there were any, if there were anyone listening to this podcast who had any lingering feeling that maybe pop and dance music are just piffle, Dua yeah. Lipa puts the <laughs> lie to that in a way that yeah. you in a way that you just very clearly articulated. Like Dua Lipa's music is very sophisticated and like i think that boys will be boys is a great example because she's got a great lyric in the bridge of that song where she says if you're offended by what i'm saying then you're probably the problem then then (laughs) you're the boy yeah then she's able to like make those sort of profound ish statements or at least those substantive statements let's put it that way and yeah really and really not interrupt the flow of the party that she's creating and the ability to make a party that makes you think is real fucking hard. And I would also now like to go back to a moment in levitating that for me might distill everything I love about her music into a single phrase. And that phrase is sugar boo. (laughs) Yeah. Because that is, I mean, how many times have we talked about artists taking their work seriously and taking their craft seriously and not taking themselves seriously? Yes. I would say that's a distillation of that concept as well. Because when she says, you want me, I want you, baby, my sugar boo, we're renegating. Um, Like the, my sugar boo, it's the kind of thing where you feel like maybe she just said it by accident and they decided to keep it in. And it's, and the playful inventiveness of that. The Let me put it this way. The confidence that you have to have to use a phrase like sugar boo and assert 
through its usage that it has always existed and always been sexy is amazing. It takes a real boss bitch to use the phrase sugar boo and not wink at you and not act like she's being goofy, but to just sell it. And I love it so much. It is, in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, one of the reasons that I love the drag queen Simone because on the current season of RuPaul's Drag Race, because Simone knows that she's a badass and then anything she says is perforce awesome because Simone only says awesome right. things. So similarly, well, did, there's Dua a Lipa's specificity like, yes. to that. There's Sorry, like say a what? Poetic, but spe- there's a poetic specificity to the term. Yes. Too, that it's like, this is probably used advisedly that if some producer was like, so sugar boo, talk me through it. And she's like, well, it scans and I'm speaking to a specific person with this song and specifics. Like, even if you don't exactly understand what they refer to, you understand that they are specific. Yes, exactly. And then you, the listener, complete the um, image system. Well, that actually is exactly right, that it sounds specific. And so even if you don't know the context, you trust it. You yeah. trust it. And that's making me think about um, what Mary J. Blige does so successfully in Family Affair when she says things like hateration and holleration. I don't, mm-hmm. those words didn't exist before, but when you hear them in that song, you think, yes, a dancery is a place I would like to go. It has existed always. <laughs> yeah, it has. Because holleration, like if that word didn't exist before, why not? Like where where have you been? for centuries now mary j blige thank you well because when mary j blige says don't need no hateration holleration in this dancery you yeah that's damn right sugar boo i mean the two things go hand in hand (laughs) yeah and it's it's definitely one of those like lyrics that you're like you get to the end of it and like it once it's written down you're like oh well i guess that doesn't exactly make sense except it completely did like it, it called to something in your mind's ear that was always there. So, yes. Yeah. Well, I'd now also That's like to fun. point out um, that this song was produced by a man named Stuart Price, whom you will perhaps not be surprised to learn, also produced Hung Up by Madonna. Ah, and a, another like, um, another triumph of craftsmanship. Yes. And it's like, ah, Stuart Price is apparently carrying the soul of disco into this millennium and finding the artists with whom disco most makes sense. And I also think it's no accident that there is a remix of this song that features Madonna and Missy Elliott. Like Mm -hmm. it all just cosmically makes sense. Yeah, it does. And again, it's, um, it's very difficult. It's far more difficult than she has made it look to, produce something that seems like it was destined but like sh- people made this like they they created the destiny and then executed and totally. for it to seem like it was muse lightning um is also a skill to be I like also... yeah we're you know we're just having fun this is what happened isn't it nice that it all worked out and it's like well the key word is worked and all the work <laughs> that she and her team did on it so Well, I'm also pleased that you've been enjoying the rest of the Future Nostalgia album on which, by the way, the cover photo of her in that in those long white gloves and that pink top driving that convertible with the moon behind her is the sexiest fucking thing. Yeah, she's the best. Um, 
but the song i just want to say for listeners uh, you've heard us talk about the song uh boys will be boys which is great and if you don't know the song physical also excellent Mm -hmm. really the whole album is excellent (laughs) yeah i mean there are a few that are like this sounds like a different version of a song i already heard but like because the song you already heard was great it's it's good like it's yeah i mean this is a considered um this is a considered album in its ordering and everything else about it but it's not affected yeah and the highs are incredibly high and the lows are really mediums. So why not dig in? Mm-hmm. Um, well, Sarah, I think it's fair to say that you're my sugar boo. Oh, only one boo though. Sh- would sugar boo boo be bad or just different? Ooh. Oh my God. I'm actually going to need to get a research grant. Okay. To get to the bottom of that very important question. I also feel like I got so excited about this song that I've been shouting <laughs> during this episode. I apologize if I've blown your ears out. And I apologize for if you're like, what is that squeaking noise? It is my vintage desk chair, um, which which dates from long before the the original disco era. And uh, when I'm bugging out to clips, there's some squeaking. Hey, it it happens. I'm I'm not affected either. Just pretentious. <laughs> oh, sugar boo. That's why I love you. Thanks. You're my earth, wind, and fire. (laughs) Commodore. Okay, we're done. Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. I also edit the podcast, which is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. To learn more about us, submit song requests, get a pop chart reading, or buy a Mastis book, visit our website at MarkAndSarahTalkAboutSongs.com. You'll also find all of our social media links there, too. That's Mark and Sarah with an H, TalkAboutSongs.com. And for even more content and access to the Mastass Happy Hour, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Mastass. Thanks for listening. Sarah talk, Mark and Sarah talk, Mark and Sarah talk about songs, talk about songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.